Welcome to Iris Radio, an informative exploration of cutting-edge technology in the neurocritical care space. And now, here's your host, John Unser. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on today's podcast. Today, we're here with Dr. Benam Rezai Jeromi to discuss Aeroflow and the use of ventriculitis. Uh, Dr. Benam Rezai Jeromi is a resident of neurosurgery at Helsinki University Hospital in Finland. He joined the Department of Neurosurgery while a high school student and has since been part of the world-renowned department. Dr. Jeromi has published more than 70 peer-reviewed articles and more than 20 book chapters. His interests are from basic science, epidemiology, and clinical practice of cerebral vascular disorders. Additionally, Dr. Jeromi has patented several devices and techniques regarding cerebral vascular surgery, and he is running several international studies regarding cerebral vascular disorder. Dr. Jeromi, thank you for taking the time to be with us on today's podcast. We're here to talk about ventriculitis and your use of airflow, but before we start that, I was wondering if you could give everybody a brief introduction on what is the current standard of care for treating ventriculitis. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me here. Yes, ventriculitis is a disease mainly coming from a bacterium, or it might very rarely come from a virus, too. The most difficult part of this disease is when it arises from a bacterial infection, and it is infected to the ventricle of the brain. Many times it happens that the bacteria starts to develop in a direction where we cannot control the regular antibiotic, mainly because uh, when we use antibiotics intravenously, they are not able to penetrate to the brain tissue. And that is why the, the bacteria still grows in the brain. Many times patient needs ICU treatment, and in majority of cases, unfortunately, patient dies from uh, ventriculitis. So what are some of the issues that you have experienced with the current standard of treatment for these patients? Current standard of treatment has been until now to give uh, IV antibiotics and also simultaneously uh, make an uh, external ventricular drainage where you can give also antibiotics intrathecally. So you can uh, give boluses of antibiotics to the ventricular system and hope that actually it affects to the bacteria inside of ventricular system. So with that, what piqued your interest in utilizing Aeroflow for these patients? Aeroflow helped us change content, the pH of cerebrospinal fluid in the ventricles, and thus we were able to actually remove the bacterial mass actively and also uh, having more effective outcome with antibiotics that we treated the patients. So in those two cases where we used Aeroflow as an active treatment of ventriculitis cases, we were able to remove the bacterial mass which were coming because of the infection to the ventricles. And we made sure that the antibiotic penetration actually happened overall in the ventricles and not only on the surface of those bacterial mass, which has been previously the problem. So how did you prove that it was affecting the bacterial mass and actually having a systemic response? So our, our patient, when they arrived, they were in the beginning, they were in uh, conscious, they were in okay condition, they went to the imaging and very rapidly the condition went down in a sense that the consciousness went lower. We were not able to have a contact with them. We had to intubate them and uh, we were following up them with the images and trying to kind of wake them up. 
but unfortunately because of the severe infection in inside of the brain from uh, the ventriculitis the patients were having a epileptic seizure they were unconscious and so the treatment of these patients uh, was actively removing the infection from the brain so how we knew that actually iraflow worked on these cases were that previously from the literature we know that the the, the ventriculitis has a high mortality and for those reasons, we knew that we were in a desperate situation with these patients, and there was a there were a high chance that we were going to lose these patients. So we ended up testing this device where we can actively remove the cerebrospinal fluid and change the component of it to the wanted direction. And we did that with these patients. Things went from forward, and the outcome was pretty nice. And how are these patients doing post-op? The treatment was pretty long time. For the first patient, it, it happens to be around three weeks where the patients first were unconscious with no reaction. And after a long period of treatment, we were able to come to the point where patients were actually conscious as was able to talk. The second patient situation where we have learned a lot from the first case was so that the patient was able to become conscious more rapidly in around a couple of weeks. And postoperatively, the patient did well in a sense that eventually was able to go back home and live normal life. That's amazing. With this case experience, what key takeaways would you have for other physicians that want to try this technique uh, with this specific patient population? Well, firstly, I hope that we can publish these two cases fairly quickly so people can go in depth and look what we did and what we learned. But secondly, the Iraflow gave us kind of opportunity for the first time to actively changing the CSF inside of the brain. Previously, we were in a very passive situation. The EVD, the external ventricular drainage, is actually very, very old method. It's 100 years of old methodology where you can kind of change uh, the ICP, the intracranial pressure, by, remove, by removing CSF and by adding some medication now and then, especially in ventriculitis case, the antibiotics. But we were never be able to actually change the whole CSF to the wanted direction. Especially, we were not able to remove bacterial masses actively. So everything was passively done. And now with this device where there is active irrigation and then passive drainage, we were able kind of to control the amount of liquid going inside of the brain or into cranial space and simultaneously checking for ICP, making sure that the, the ICP doesn't rise too much or doesn't decrease too much and change the CSF accordingly. And this made possible to give needed antibiotics, but also flush away the bacterial mass and also the, the fibrosis, which came because of the infection. So final question, can you see any other indication for use with the technology? There are definitely several indications that this could be extremely helpful and there should be a lot of studies be made with this device or this idea behind of this device is, first of all, we are facing majority of our uh, clinically relevant cases where we use EVD are uh, hemorrhagic strokes and also cases where because of trauma, we have a high ICP. 
and also of course problem with uh, having the EVD not functioning well because there is a some material inside of the EVD making it not so smooth as a function. But uh, for the future perspective, I think hemorrhagic strokes are maybe number one usage for this device. So you can actively remove ICH intracerebellar hemorrhage, which has bursted as an IVH or as intraventricular hemorrhage, and you kind of can actively flush it away, make sure that there is a less fibrosis formation in near future for the patient's brain, and also to remove the toxic blood which is inside of the CSF during the disease. And by doing active removal of ICH and IVH, we are able to shorten the time need for ICU. So the patient can actually go faster through the ICU to normal ward and potentially home. Dr. Dromi, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. I think this is a very insightful conversation that your fellow peers will gain a lot of understanding on not only ventriculitis and the treatment with airflow, but then other potential indications for the device. Thank you for taking the time to be here today, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. I, I hope that this goes forward, and I look forward to more conversation. You've been listening to Eris Radio. Make sure you visit our website at eris.com, where you can subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening.